0: Hello and welcome to episode 157 of Relics of Ore. I am your host, Greibach, and joining me this evening once again is my wonderful co-host, Spirit. How are you doing this evening, Spirit?
1: Hello. I am ready to talk a lot, and I just realized that after we spent a long time in pre-show going, are you ready? I do not have water. Um, So if my voice goes out, I'm sorry.
0: Okay. Well, do you want to get water?
1: Maybe. I readied up for the podcast before I was ready, and then I couldn't take it back.
0: <laughs> All right, well, are you ready now?
1: Yeah, for real this time. For, probably, for reals? Yeah. Is probably. Your,
0: is your throat parched?
1: Uh, not yet.
0: No No longer? Okay. Mm-mm. Okay. Anyway, so this week, uh, there was a big blog post about fractals and some big incoming changes that are on the way. Um, I think Spirit's gonna have a lot more to say about this than I do because I don't run fractals nearly as much as she does or used to. But, um, really, there's a lot of really big changes to start with. Um, do you want to start off with some of the mechanical stuff, Spirit?
1: Yeah. So the main, I would say, the biggest changes. Is... There's changes across the board, but the biggest changes, the entire way. <laughs> basically the entire way fractals works is changing. Um, A fractal now, in the future, will be considered a single fractal. Um, So Swamp is an entire fractal level, Uh, Ascalon, Ice, whatever you... Each one is just an individual fractal level, and doing one will progress you to the next level. Um, In addition to that, they will always be at the same level. So one will always be Swamp, two will always be Catacomb, or uh, Ascalon, uh, three will always be Ice, four will always be Grawl, so on, so on, all the way up. Every level will be the same every time, Um, which is different. Um, I I see upsides and downsides to it. Um, it It's gonna take you a lot longer to get to the point where you're going to have seen all the fractals. but at the same time, if you haven't seen a specific fractal, you can reliably um, pick one out and do it and learn it.
0: Do you really think it's um, going to take longer to see them all? I mean, it's going to take the same number of actual like islands completed in that sense. You'll actually probably see them faster now, because before you'd sit down to do 3-4 slash four with boss fractal included, and you might get repeats. So
1: Yeah, I guess my thought was... Um, you're gonna see, as opposed to seeing four fractals in one run, you're only gonna see one fractal per per run. And there's not necessarily, we'll get into this a bit later, but I don't necessarily think you're going to see three or four fractals per day. You might only see one per day. So as opposed to you know doing a week's worth of fractals and seeing that many fractals, um, you'll only see seven. Mm. Does that make sense? Uh,
0: yeah, I suppose if you're if you're going after the yeah, because I guess the daily chests, if you will, like if you're just going in it for the chest then you will get less but if you want to progress you'll progress a lot faster right yeah um i think the biggest thing that i like about that is that fractals were always really a pain and this is actually the biggest change that might get me to actually play them more is that you know i had to set aside a variable amount of time and any time that you do anything in an MMO there's always going to be some degree of variance but The degree of variance for a normal dungeon run is like five minutes and the degree of variance in fractals is, you know, anywhere from like 15 minutes to half an hour, depending on how unlucky you get with Mm -hmm. the fractals that you're in. So both taking away the random element and taking it down to just a single island per daily reward or whatever is a big, that's a big plus for me because it's a lot easier for me to sit down and say, like, you know, get online and have, say, you know, one of our guild leaders, you know, whisper me and say, hey, do you want to do a fractal? And I could just say, oh, yeah, I got 20 minutes. Like, we can do any single fractal in 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, So I actually I actually really like that. And I also really like it for... I, from the perspective that if you are skilled enough and and then combined with geared up enough you can progress very quickly through fractals with this new schedule. Like, it doesn't feel like as much of a grind if you if you are good enough and if you are equipped enough, which mm-hmm. I think is a much better way of doing it. Like, you may be stuck on a certain fractal for a while if you aren't either of those things, but you would have been stuck at that tier anyway, but you would have had to have done three or four times as many individual fractals, so. Right. Um. Do we... I know that they talked some about the scaling, but... Have they mentioned anything about if the Agony tiering is going to change, if that makes sense? No,
1: we don't know anything about how Agony is changing. We know um, the difficulty across the board is going to be rebalanced, which is good because, um, I don't know, in my opinion, at least uh, like the first time you're going to see my turn or something is up in the 20s, and that could be uh, really scary if it was at the current balance level. Um,
0: oh, I didn't even think about that that's i guess that's true
1: yeah so uh it i think this is just my pure speculation oh yeah by the way um i forgot to read my very important disclaimer that i wrote up at the top in all caps first of all this is not challenging group content this is in addition to that and second um a lot of what i'm going to say today is based on speculation you didn't you shouldn't take my personal opinion as gospel because i'm curmudgeonly as crap um that being said I totally forgot where I was going with that. I, In my personal opinion, I think the learning curve is going to be less steep than it is now. I feel like at least for your first round, until you've seen every fractal once, it's going to be very easy. Um, and then from 20 to 50, it's going to be maybe like the 20 to 40. Or, yeah, I feel like they're going to because 51 plus, they said, is going to be really hard. So I don't know if the difficulty is just going to suddenly ramp up between 20 and 50 or how they're going to handle that. Because, sorry, the reason I'm using these ranges is because that's um, how they're determining the new daily rewards. Um, So it'll be like a daily fractal 1 to 20, 20 to 50, or 51 plus. um, Which is strange for, um, or to kind of interpret with the current balancing, Because those are some massive ranges with um, varying difficulty spikes. Um, So at 10, for example, um, there's a lot of new mechanics that suddenly come in. Agony is one of them, but each fractal basically has an additional mechanic that suddenly shows up at 10. And I think there's some smaller caps in between, but also 50 is a new one where there's um, another round of additional mechanics coming in. So... That's kind of weird that they would um basically say that you know doing a a level twenty fractal is worth the same as doing a level one fractal um I just yeah, I don't know how to feel about that. I haven't quite um
0: now this is for the daily achievements though it that's not the same thing as the reward chest that is also daily right.
1: My understanding, and I could be wrong about this because there was a lot coming out and I did um, I did not honestly fully understand some of this. And I think we'll just need to see how it plays out. Um, my understanding is that they're taking out the bouncy chests and replacing them with the daily reward chests. And so in order to get that ring, fractal weapon, whatever, um, at the end, you have to finish the fractal daily reward.
0: Hmm. Uh, that was okay. my understanding.
1: Maybe I interpreted it wrong, but...
0: I mean, I didn't notice, um, I didn't really notice exactly, that's not the impression that I had. They did talk about replacing or adding in, let's see, at the end of a fractal, you'll find a lockbox in the final chest called a fractal encryption. So, to me, that seems like the bouncy chest is what they're talking about there, and they're adding a fractal encryption. Well, no, but that's at the end of every fractal, and that doesn't mention daily. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Because that doesn't mention achievements there. That's at the end of every fractal. So I feel like maybe hmm because before there's the chest but it was after only there was like the boss chest but uh, but yeah but
1: that's not the bouncy chest that gives you like the good stuff. Well no I know.
0: Well you could I mean you could also get rings from that too but hmm gosh yeah. It's amazing for how much they wrote I still there's still confusion. Um Yeah. Yeah, I mean I guess at a at a certain at a certain point we're just going to have to see how it goes. I mean it's it seemed to me like that those three ranges were just for the achievement chests and but I didn't get the impression that they were only having the rewards from the achievement chests, but that could be totally um wrong. So, <laughs> I don't know. That's um
1: Um I hope I'm wrong, honestly, in this instance, because it seems weird to me, but maybe it's just something that we don't know about, because there's a... Actually, there's a. I have a whole thing on unknowns in the show notes, because there's a lot we don't know yet, and yeah. depending on how a lot of that stuff shakes out, we'll determine whether this is a good patch or not.
0: Um, Now that we're talking about it, I'm going to look at it, because I could see that... I'm trying to see how many locations there are, so... 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. So there are 15 unique fractals.
1: Including the boss fractals?
0: Including the boss fractals. So the 1 to 20 might be basically all three of the bosses may be encountered like maybe at 10, 15, and 20. And all the rest of them are spread in between there. And maybe we don't get the level 10 mechanic kick in. At level ten, maybe we get it after level twenty now, Mm -hmm. and that would sort of make it—that would sort of make that difficulty much more equivalent in terms of one to twenty being quote unquote the same difficulty. Um, Yeah, that's fair. Twenty-one to fifty, though, is very, very different because that's there's multiple agony jump ups at least currently, and also instabilities start showing up at thirty which is... so it's kind of weird that 20 of those reward tier levels are with instabilities and 10 of them aren't. So, hmm.
1: Yeah, I just... I don't know what to make of that yet. It's just we need to know a little bit more about that, I think.
0: Yeah. So we mentioned it earlier, though. There's So there's this whole fractal encryption thing, and from your notes uh you said we took out the RNG from things you wanted so here's an RNG box with things you might want because it's fractals and if they didn't have RNG why would we even have fractals um (laughs) seems like you have some thoughts on that
1: yeah um so one of the things coming in as new rewards is you can get these um fractal encryptions which are essentially lock boxes and then completing fractals in some capacity will give you a key to open the lockbox, which is, I don't know, like it just, they made so many other good changes here. They, they're they introducing ascended salvaging, so we can salvage our rings, and those can go towards things. They're introducing um, fractal weapons on the fractal vendor. After you get to level 50, you can buy them for pristine fractal relics. And so they kind of systematically went through fixed all these problems that we had with outrageous rng most of them we don't know about fractal tonics that's that's one of the unknowns um fixed all these problems with outrageous rng and then introduced new items that are rng based and you can't we can't know because it's rng how it's going to sort of play out i mean because I don't expect everything to drop every time, and not every time I kill a bat is it going to drop a powerful blood. I understand that. Um, But there's a reasonable amount of RNG, and then there's a ridiculous amount of RNG, and Guild Wars 2 has historically trended towards the more ridiculous side of things. Um, So I'm always wary when when they say, oh yeah, we're going to introduce this great feature that includes RNG. I'm going, that doesn't sound... Like, something that's exciting to me. I mean, so, and it could, so, yeah, this could totally come to nothing. Like, the, these fractal encryptions drop mini cat golems, which, you know, I am going to care a lot about because I want a cat. Um And ascended aqua breathers and stuff. So, if, I mean, if they're dropping regularly, then that's fine. You know, whatever. If I'm going to get one in a few runs or a reasonable amount of runs, that's fine. But if it's just replacing a thing that I wanted by fixing it and then introducing another thing that I want and not letting me get that I feel like we've just gone back to square one
0: (laughs) yeah I thought that was kind of funny with it was like here here you can use your pristine fractal relics at the vendor so that you can buy fractal weapons plus also here's new super fractal weapons that are (gasps) RNG (laughs) like at least yeah, those okay. ones also have a way to transform them into other ones, because I know a lot of Twit Guilders have a couple fractal weapons, but they're always things that they don't care about, like maces mm-hmm. or underwater weapons, so at least that's nice, but it's exactly what you said. It's like, what's been the most frustrating aspect? That people have literally run thousands of fractals and never gotten a single fractal weapon drop. Okay, here, you can buy them, but also, here's the new prestigious one that, like, yeah, is also a random Prop only. Did you have something you wanted to say? You kind of said an okay thing.
1: Um, I don't know what re- where I was going with it, but I liked to- Eric added some notes in our comments, even though he's not here today. And he talked about um, the fractal encryptions kind of being like maybe the lock boxes in Fisher of Woe or Underworld, where you could get the keys, take them with you, and open, um, like open them as you go throughout and so you get additional rewards for looking around and finding those. But now it's like you do Fisher sure of what, or Like if you can't get those fractal encryption keys, it's like um, doing it and then not being able to open the end chest because you don't have the lockbox or the key. I'm just gonna keep saying lockbox all day.
0: Yeah. Lockbox. Well, I wonder. I kind of wonder if, and I and I remember you talking about this a little bit, but uh, or talking about some masteries at the bottom. I wonder if that would have anything to do with masteries, like. I don't know. We, don't, we don't know anything that? about
1: masteries. They don't. They haven't. Well, we know stuff about masteries, but we don't know anything about how uh, masteries are going to interact with fractals because they haven't told us any of that stuff yet. would have been, you know, nice to know. But yeah, I mean, whatever.
0: Well, if if you could, dis- if you were in charge of fractal masteries, what armed with the knowledge of these fractal changes, insofar as we know, mostly what they do, but not all of them. Do you have any things that? you would want out of fractal-based masteries?
1: I don't know. Because I find a lot of the... I can tell you what I don't want. Because I find a lot of the things that people propose to me, like, oh, maybe it's this I don't actually want. Like, uh, locking tiers until you have a certain mastery level, or um, what was the other one? Or like, increased loot for having a certain mastery level? It seems unfair to me the kind of things that masteries would grant you in fractals Mm -hmm. um so i'm not really sure what i would want out of that
0: i don't know i'm very on the fence about increased loot concepts because on the one hand it gives me a fear that they would design it around the assumption that you have them all and so it would be terrible terrible terribly impossible to get those things if you didn't have the masteries and then if you had the masteries they would be merely tolerably awful or even less still potentially but on the other hand I don't know that I would dislike the idea if they actually became legitimately good rewards if you invested some dedicated time into doing those things I don't know Mm. it's
1: I guess one thing I would like um, and this is just kind of It seems kind of generic, but I would like um, optional difficulty for optional increased rewards. You can have an extra swing in an ascended chest or something, uh, but you have to actually complete an additional objective or with a gambit or something. That is something I would like to see.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of one of those things. I feel like if they were to go the route of increased rewards, I would want it to be based on things that were fractal-centric. So... Some of these things we may, you know, we'll talk about a little bit later perhaps, but they're talking about introducing a legendary backpack that is fractal based and requires you to do a bunch of fractals for components and stuff. And if the fractal mastery track gave you much better returns or rates or things like that on building up fractal related, like stuff that you can't sell. So it's not to your economic advantage, but it's to your playtime advantage or to show off. It's like to help build your prestige in that area faster and better because you're saying, this is where I want to be dedicating a lot of my energy. I don't Mm. have a problem with those kinds of air quote rewards um, being tied to masteries. I think that would be kind of cool, actually, if they had those kinds of masteries for other things because myself as a very you know infrequent fractaler or a very casual fractaler like i wouldn't care i wouldn't spend my time mastering fractal masteries because i would go because it's a form of a dungeon to do with friends and i'd get some you know if the money based rewards were not locked behind that then i would just say i don't care you know maybe i'm not working on the legendary backpack i don't care about getting more of that type of stuff um but at the same time the people that really want to do it hardcore you know, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm sort of ambivalent on that. To address one of your earlier points, though, I definitely would not want to gate um, fractal levels behind masteries. I think that would not be very fun at all. Um, there's already enough gates and fractals with ascended gear requirements for um, uh, agony resist and things like that. That I, yeah.
1: Actually, no, that actually leads on really well to something I wanted to talk about, which is um, the fact that they're increasing the fractal cap to 100. Um, So we've got a bunch of new levels to climb with all kinds of new instabilities, um, sometimes multiple instabilities, and they can be tailored really specifically. Sorry, that'll teach me to wave my hands around when I'm talking. Um, Tailored really specifically to the individual fractal which can lead to far greater difficulty i believe um but one of the things that they're kind of touting about this um 50 plus climb is that the difficulty curve is going to change to adjust not only health and outgoing damage um but stats like precision and toughness so the idea behind those and what they said in the blog post is that the the combination of these changes will increase the viability of different builds and give more players give players more to think about when attempting to overcome a particular scale, which sounds great on paper. You're like, yes, there's um, build diversity is a thing we're we're all looking for, um, and you know more tough content. Yes, absolutely. But then when you think about it, the what you've invested into your gear in to get to 50-plus in Fractals is like nothing else in the game. Ascended gear is, n- I'm going to say, not easy to get, um, let alone the amount of ascended gear you need to go to 50 and beyond. Plus, once it's infused, you've invested a significant amount of time and money in that set. And so now I would wager... A very, very large percentage of the people at fifty have a berserker ascended set, and if they're asking us to change that set, it ori- it sounds okay again um because you can just throw that in the mystic forge with the the sigils and stuff um hope you didn't then... spend
0: i hope you didn't spend seventy gold worth on runes for that set
1: yeah runes sigils infusions are all lost we don't have any way of removing them except from the gem store and if you want to buy a an upgrade component extractor it's about 35 gold if you want to save whatever's on there per piece per piece and that is not even a little bit okay (laughs) not in a, a little bit in my book um so no one is going to want to adjust their bill because we've just invested way too much in it. Um, so I can see, because of, um, you know, elite specializations, there's a new class coming into the game, um, a lot of mechanics are changing, I can see a few people changing them over. But not for an individual fractal level. And I don't know if they're gonna do stuff like um, like, a, like say an Instability, where power is half. And, you know, all of a sudden a- Condition damage is so good in that fractal. There's no way, at least in my opinion, that the majority of players are going to switch over. Or It just seems really gross to make fractals where a specific stat type is rewarded enough that you would want to switch to it, or you can't complete it with another stat type, which defeats the purpose of making it more difficult and discourages further progression, unless you have someone who can, you know, bump you up to the level above that. People are just going to skip those fractals if they're like that. I don't know. It just, it seems all around like a potential for not good. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't know how to explain it other than it seems like a a situation where there's just nothing good <laughs> going to come of that.
0: Well, my position on Ascended Gear has been well stated and thoroughly but I'm just going to get back up and talk about it some more. So, (laughs) this is... I mean, the stuff that you're outlining is exactly what my problem has always been with both gearing, but also just in general, the way that they decided to make your entire build depend so strongly on the stats on your gear, and especially because so many of the stats are just boring, um, that your it's a it's a pain to store all your gear if you have more than one set and with the introduction of ascended it's a huge pain i mean it's a huge pain to get even a one full set of ascended stuff but it's a really huge pain to get more than one set and it's even more so if you want to have more than one character which again in in guild wars 1 i i played every class, and I had a ton of builds that I played, and I really enjoyed that sort of, you know, collectible card game aspect, that quote-unquote deck-building aspect of tinkering with builds, and tailoring the builds, and things like that. And I really enjoyed that, and Guild Wars 2 is so strongly negatively reinforced changing. The game is mm-hmm. so strongly focused, uh, like, all of the mechanics in the game make you want to just Pick one build and stick with it and just never change because it is such a hassle to do it and it's especially a hassle now if you have to have ascended gear which in regular open world stuff you don't you could just buy some exotic gear and be you know just say whatever close enough good enough but in a case like fractals or um you know whatever the air quotes challenging group content may be depending on how it's balanced around stats if yeah it's just not i want i want other builds to be viable and i would love it if they were viable or even needed in some places but i mean like you said every everybody that's got full ascended basically has full ascended zerker because zerker has been the dominant stat set and still is for that matter For literally three years now and you know the system is not designed in the player's benefit to change on at the drop of a hat and so it's not that I don't want them to emphasize other stats and other build types and other strategies but I think they need to take a really hard look at their reward structure and their costs I mean the fact that the fact that cloth is still so expensive is a travesty because the fact that they, like, triple nerfed cloth or rather made it more expen, like, made it more valuable, if you want, like, depending on how you mm-hmm. want to define nerf. But, yeah. you know, they, they like, nerfed crafting recipes, if you will, by making them more expensive. Yeah. Like, and because because there was so much cloth, and then it's like, well, there hasn't been cloth in the game for... You know, going on what a year and a half now, or something like it's been just you know, like the the situation has changed, but their quote unquote remedy has not. And yeah, I don't know. I think it I think it requires a much more active hand in reshaping some of those structures if they want to truly. Encourage more than one build style, and especially if they want to encourage it in such a way that like certain build styles are almost needed to do something, or else, as you said, people are just going to skip it, and that's mm-hmm. defeats the purpose as well um... <sighs> yeah,
1: yeah, and that's i mean it's for for fractals that's reasonable to expect that you can skip it, but for anything else that they ever want to make require ascended gear. Um, that's going to be something they'll have to take into consideration as well. And I know we said, um, <laughs> to counterpoint my own point, when they said um, they're rebalancing fractals, but um, at least now, when, you know, as we know fractals, and I would expect in, in the higher levels, um, a lot of things at 50 are going to one-shot you unless you've got Aegis, Block, Blind whatever and it's still um berserker coming out on top. So if things are going to one shot you anyway, why even bother getting anything besides berserker?
0: Yeah, or maybe the condition equivalent of berserker if Yeah, I, like. I
1: I can see I can see um if there are some really good condition specs, I can see people switching over to sinister gear. Um but not anything that's Not sinister because that's the most damage on a Conde gear they can get. So it's it's just going to be some some variation of full damage.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all these subsystems are so tied together that you know. I mean, we've gone on this whole almost gigantic tangent about (laughs) about things that aren't actually directly related to fractals, but it all loops back. I mean, that's a part Mm -hmm. of why I didn't get into higher level fractals is that I just did not want to spend 600 gold making ascended armor and like i mean you know that's that's actually really a huge part of it i mean i also somewhat got tired of fractals but like the idea of having to have a huge armor set of really expensive stuff and having to only be able to play it on one character it was like they you know with the one hand they gave with the ability to share your fractal level across your account but then it's like at the same time, that's completely irrelevant if you have more than one armor class of characters that you really right. wanted anyway, so... Hmm... Yeah. Uh, but you did say we'll be able to ascended, or salvage ascended stuff, right? You said that, right? Yes. Yeah. So That's neat. Um, I'll be interested to see what the salvage rates look like on them. Um,
1: I hope it's not... You know... I, when they introduced the ability, er, well, you could always salvage exotics, but when they introduced, um, Globs of Dark Matter, um, uh, one of my big critiques about Ascended Gear was it was too RNG-based, because I literally salvaged, uh, I think almost 30 exotics before I got any globs, and that was just RNG, um, being not my friend. I was about to say less polite words, but I'll, I'll keep it PG today. Um, uh, but I hope it's not that bad because it seems like it's just gonna be worse. But actually, it sounds like, um, and this is just purely my speculation, but it's like, um, dark essences or whatever. It kind of sounds like you could fuse your globs together to make them, uh, which I would be entirely okay with because that sounds more appealing to me than farming rings and accessories and whatever and just salvaging those to get whatever i need for my legendary back piece
0: yeah so legendary back pieces by the way are you actually gonna go for that does that interest you
1: at this point in time no um it's if there... Maybe maybe there's more than one skin. The one I saw is... Just doesn't... Won't look that great on any of my characters. It's really big. It's really obnoxious. Um, and so at this point in time, no. But inevitably, um, Heart of Thorns will come out. I will see a person with it and I'll go, I need that for my... Because I, I am one of those players who falls into the trap of being... You know, wanting to look and be prestigious. Uh so that'll it'll probably end up being a thing, much to my chagrin,
0: yeah, yeah, I have some of those uh catcher backpack skins if you wanna buy one from me.
1: <laughs> uh, I'll pass, thank you though I don't have that kind of money uh
0: yeah, uh it, you know it doesn't really interest me that much, but that's mostly because I actually really like the massive variety of back pieces in the game, and I kind of tailor a lot of my characters around what their back piece is, so Especially on my main characters, I wouldn't want... Like, there's no way I'm giving up the Flaming Mad King Thorn backpack. Like, I love that back piece, and you don't see it too often. And so, like, there's nothing else that my Necromancer's ever going to wear. And... probably. And, you know, um... Yeah. Yeah. I, it's it's competing in a very tough spot for for me, so I think I'm going to save my time and energy for... Potentially new legendaries that are coming out in Heart of Thorns, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but I love, I love that they're adding one for that. I mean, the people that go for the shiny infused fractal back piece, whatever. I mean, you know, they they like that look, so that's. I mean, you know, I'm never gonna complain that somebody is getting a reward that they think is really cool. Like that's. Yeah.
1: No. Not at all. Yeah. Um. So. It's. It is really cool in the fact, I wanted to make sure to mention this, uh, that everything I believe in the process, it seems like like the new precursors where you're going to um, acquire a very small version of it and then continue to build on it over time, and everything through that whole process is account bound. So if you earned it, you actually earned that backpack, and so if you see someone with it, you know they worked their butts off to get it, and that is exactly what is appealing to me about it, not the looks at all
0: yeah totally yeah yeah 100% agree with that um and it's not and you know it means not only did you earn it but also you didn't just like super luck out in RNG with Zomoros or something like yeah no I did I I really appreciate that I'm really excited for um just seeing how the precursor crafting slash scavenger hunting slash whatever you know
1: oh yeah I in the Um, also in the list of things that were attached to this massive blog post that just went on and on forever and I loved every second of it um, there was a section about how achievements are getting the tech to have sub-objectives and how that will be used in um, guiding you to create your legendary backpack, um, but also applied retroactively. And uh, I bet Tillian a donut that it would be applied to show which dungeon paths you have or have not done.
0: Oh, that would be so good.
1: So um, if it, if if we get that, then Tillian owes me a donut. So I just want to make sure that everyone knows um, that Tillian is going to owe me a donut soon.
0: Um... Tillion, if you want to give me two donuts, I will cut that out of the show notes uh, (laughs) and this episode, (laughs) so that there's no proof. Um, (laughs) Kidding, of course. Um, Yeah, okay. Uh, Is there anything else? I mean, it's, I felt like there was so much more to say, but I feel like we actually got through it a lot faster than I was expecting.
1: Yeah, I had a... (laughs) Um, there's a lot more show notes than we talked about and some of them are errant thoughts that just didn't really matter too much it's again a thing that we really need to see played out and like to give you just a my feelings on it is that it's 70% good like 70% they can't possibly screw this up and 30% we might see a problem but they have the potential to nip it in the bud by you know letting us give feedback and say being willing to adjust to how we feel about it so i mean a lot of this yeah a lot of the stuff like i said earlier it can could just come to nothing you know it could be an excellent experience all the way through uh historically i feel that i should be cautious about it but i'm looking forward to it in general it's it is something that i am really excited about for heart of thorns
0: yeah yeah, I yeah. It is it is nice to get uh, a a boost a booster shot to something that already exists as well. Um
1: Yeah, I have to say it was it wasn't something it came very out of left field. I mean there was no uh indication at all that we were looking at any tweaks to fractals coming into Heart of Thorns, and so it's nice to see something that I care about deeply because, you know, I'm in the, the dungeons boat. Um Nice to see something that I care about really getting uh a really good look at. Cause um you know, I care about other aspects of the game, but this is my true passion in in MMOs. I love that experience of um facing difficult PvE encounters um with my friends and that kind of co op aspect as opposed to a competitive aspect. So it's yeah. I'm really looking forward to it now. It's it's got me really excited about Heart of Thorns actually.
0: Yeah, yeah. Maybe and, more than
1: anything so far. I <laughs> just throw that out there.
0: Yeah, and I think it was very smart of them to include that this was not the challenging group content that they. Did you were... see
1: the um the Tumblr post going around about that? No. I'm gonna dig it up real quick so I can give, I can do it just.
0: I am not a Tumblr lurer.
1: It made it onto Twitter, which is why I asked. Uh, so basically, it was, um, it's a meme-ish thing from Spongebob. Um, they put a screenshot of the quote, this is not what we meant when we said challenging group content, we'll announce that later. Uh, and then it's Patrick raising hands, are fractals the new challenging group content? And it's Squidward with Colin Johansson's head photoshopped onto it. He says, no, Patrick, fractals are not the new challenging group content. Patrick raises his hand again and he <laughs> says, Vernon Brink is not the new challenging group content either,
0: yeah, at least we think
1: nope, they said it in the uh whatever blog post they've they've clarified it in two blog posts now that this is not the new challenging group content,
0: yeah, okay, fair enough um in other news, we get a beta next weekend, and we get to try out all the yes. elite specializations that have been announced so far, so
1: I am so excited.
0: We are thinking to outsource one profession per podcaster on the show, because each of us tends to heavily play one of- each Each plays a different of the main- or of the specialization professions. I play Necro, obviously, Spirit plays Guardian, Raven plays Mesmer, and Eevee plays um, a good deal of Elementalist, I understand, so- that'll be exciting to talk about next next week did you have anything else you wanted to talk about
1: yes um not a whole lot to say about it but there was there um i'm acquiring accents for countries that i don't live in um there was a surprise kind of a surprise stress test for the desert borderlands and i didn't really expect it to be anything other than a normal stress test for the desert borderlands or anything much more than it was last time so this came uh, very much as a surprise to me and I think I would expect if it's a surprise to me it's probably a surprise to a lot of other people and they may not have seen it Um, so if you're interested in World v. World at all highly recommend that you check out the World v. World Desert Borderlands stress test invitational something I don't remember what it was called, but they did a Twitch stream where they were following uh, three streamers that they had put on different teams in the desert borderlands. And it was a really surprisingly not the what was surprising about it was the fact that they had dedicated so much um, almost like an esports esque. Uh, they had a desk to to talk about things that were going on. They bounced between the streamers to to keep us on the action, um, and it was really really good. Not just to see the mechanics on the new map, but to get an appreciation for World v. World and the kind of the kinds of things that happen in World v. World. Um, each of the streamers had a very different style. They had a roamer, they had a havoc squad, and they had a, a Zerg commander. Um, all kind of doing their things. There was some great... Uh, there was three-way fights. There was some uh, just Zerg fights in interesting fashions. Um, and it was really, really cool to see ArenaNet giving that kind of dedication to World of World because we haven't seen that before. So I thought it was a really good stream. And if you're interested in World of World at all, like learning it or just seeing the new Borderlands, highly recommend going and checking out that stream. So I've included a link to the... VOD in the show notes um, for your viewing pleasure. But the other thing that happened within the stream was that they played a video which hasn't gotten a whole lot of fanfare, and I think it should because um, it was... I have to check who it was now. I think it was John Corpening. Um, Basically, right at the beginning of of the stream, they... uh, Yeah, it was John Okay, They played this very short video that was a half a trailer for the Desert Borderlands, kind of, but it also... I'm trying to think how to phrase this. It addressed a lot of the long-standing issues with World v. World, and the, the World v. World community has historically felt that they're very neglected, and um, they haven't seen a lot of change to World v. World since the beginning. It's been pretty pretty static, I would say.
0: I mean, we got World um, v. World ranks, and then... Um um <laughs> yeah no i i tend to agree with them but anyway continue
1: yeah the anyway this this short video basically it's nice to see john corpening uh actually talking very candidly about um the kinds of issues that they're looking at in rugby world and why they haven't had seasons because they want to um they definitely do want to up like the competitive aspect of rugby world but they um. They don't want to do that until they're happy with it. And stuff like points per tick and, you know, defending not being rewarded as as highly, uh, they want to get that resolved before they really pour everything into the competitive aspect of it. So I thought that was really cool. And then on top of that, um, he said, I'm going to get the quote wrong, but it was something along the lines of Worldview World is now the number one priority on the live client for whoever's working on the live clients. And that is... It was just very candid in a way that ArenaNet hasn't been in a long time, maybe ever. And it was really like nice to hear, and I hope there's Worldview World people out there that are enjoying it. And if you haven't seen it, I would go watch it, because it's, it's just very different than anything we've seen from ArenaNet recently at, at all
0: yeah um yeah i i tend to like them when they are clearly a little bit more off script um i mean like you said their overall company communication policy has been a point of frustration for many community members i think so you know any officially sanctioned live stream as it were that strays a bit from that is refreshing sounds like it's time for Castcast.
1: Yeah, I totally lost my show notes in the uh, barrage of windows that I opened up in order to find out who was actually in the video so I could talk about it properly. <laughs> um, anyway, this week on Castless, the podcast within the podcast, podcast with the podcast and the stuff, cast with their podcast. Um, I did that out of order and now I'm very uncomfortable. Um, we, Relics, are going to be hosting an open PvE event on August 22nd, which is a Saturday. It is the week before PAX. Um, the premise of the event is that we are going to take as many minion masters as possible and cram them into a Silver Waste instance and call it Plants vs. Zombies. Um, so I anticipate that to be a whole lot of fun. Um, I'll have more details as the event kind of gets closer right now. it's We've we've solidified a date, but it's still kind of in early planning stages, and there's a, uh, that's three weeks from now. So you will definitely hear a lot more about it in the future, but if you want to set some time aside to come and hang out with us, uh, We will be in the Silver Voice and there will be lots of partying, because nobody parties like a horde of zombies.
0: We bring our own party to the party. We do. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. This sounds like an Eric idea.
1: It was an Eric idea. <laughs> I said, Eric, can I take that and run with it? And he said yes.
0: <laughs> awesome. All right. Um. Cool. All right. Well, gosh, we're getting even shorter and shorter, even though I feel like... Well, this time I felt like we had a lot to talk about, and we are actually getting it done a little bit faster than the last time that I felt like we had nothing to talk about. So, go, go, focus, I guess. Yeah. Uh, So anyway, uh, that's all for now. So we'll see if this week is in store for another oh, huge nope. post. Sorry, no. I totally
1: forgot about a thing. I put it at the top of the show notes, so I didn't forget, and then I forgot because we're at the bottom of the show notes. Um, we are now on Player FM uh it is a streaming thing for podcasts it can go on your phone it's very good for mobile stuff um absolutely free really wonderful to use and i had no idea it existed until last week um so if there's other (laughs) other platforms like that that you'd like to see us on um send us an email and give us a suggestion because i would i would like to get the podcast out there more um but I can't do that if I don't know about it. So if you have a a podcasting app or something that you use and you would like to see us on there, just let us know. Um, SoundCloud, not going to be a thing because they make us pay a lot of money. um, More than we have because we don't make any money off this podcast. So that's not going to be a thing, unfortunately. But just about anything else, I'll at least look into and let you know about
0: that is good advice and we should actually come up with sort of a fun email segment or something to solicit some mail because uh, i listened to, to uh guild wars reporter and it was very amused by their fan mail uh prompt that they had so uh i should actually put in some effort and you know do something <laughs> like that like some kind of invested talented host of some sort hmm, that sounds but, like a good idea yeah we can't have that so anyway, uh, thanks for sticking with us and we will be back next week and we will be talking about our beta weekend experiences. So until next time.
1: This has been another episode of Relics of War. If you want to get in touch with us, you can check out our website and forums at relicsoforr.com, email us at relicsoforr at gmail.com or find us on your favorite social media site just by searching relicsoforr. If you'd like to join us in-game, you can send a Whisper or in-game mail to Spiritface, or drop us a note on Twitter or our website and say hi. Lastly, if you listen to the podcast on iTunes, feel free to leave us a comment and the rating you feel we deserve.